Welcome to the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast, where we remember a time when stacks of cards were held together with rubber bands and Mickey Mantles were put in bike spokes. We hope you will enjoy and reminisce as you come along with us as we tell stories about the baseball cards from the Golden Age of Baseball. We will examine the state of the vintage baseball card market and talk to some of the greatest collectors in the hobby. You won't be hearing us talk about any chrome or shiny cards here. Now, to take you on this retrospective journey, here's your host, direct from the shallow end of the gene pool, my son, Mike Moynihan. Yo and hello everybody, Mike here, and welcome to another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard Podcast. And welcome to the show. If it's your first time listening, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I do apologize. I did not do an episode last week, and I, not going to lie, I was just not feeling it. I was in absolute Rangers World Series victory hangover, and then I started to prep to be a dealer, first-time dealer at the Dallas Card Show this past weekend. And so I just never got around to it. I was, I wish I had done an episode, but I just didn't get to it. So I apologize. But here we are today for this episode. And if you were disappointed that I didn't do an episode last week, you're really not going to be happy with me with this next piece of news, which is pretty much I've decided to, to take a little hiatus from this podcast. And the reason is going to be the topic of this video slash podcast today, this episode. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a grind. I've been doing this now since September of 2020, 2020. So three plus years now and a hundred and something episodes, 150 almost episodes. And I've just been like, okay, it it feels like I'm just grinding away. I still have some great topics that I want to cover and some great guests that I want to have on. And I never get tired of talking about cards, but I'm just like, I need to take up a little bit of a break. And I don't know how long that break's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a couple of months or three or four months. I just I just haven't figured that out yet. Uh, the obligation that I feel to do an episode pretty much every week has, you know, gotten to me a little bit. And so I just want to kind of pause and take a break. But don't fret because there are, if, you've, if you're relatively new to the podcast or whatever, you can either go back and listen to old episodes. If, you're, if you've never listened to them or re-listen to them, if you've already gone through the catalog of Golden Age of Podcast or Golden Age of Cardboard podcast episodes. But uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And the, the topic tonight dovetails nicely into this, and that's hobby burnout. And I think it's something that every collector faces at one point or another. Unless, of course, I guess you don't really burn out if you never just go full bore. And I feel like I've been pretty much full bore for the last about year and a half. And it's taken a toll on me. Uh, I just feel like I'm spending so, so much time in the hobby. And I have other things that I'm trying to do in my life as, as we all have to juggle that and balance 
how much of how how big the slice of the pie is of our time that goes to the hobby between this podcast other things on bench clear media baseball collector chasing cardboard all the different things i'm involved in hobby hotline <coughs> which isn't a huge commitment but it's still there uh other people's channels that i get to go be on and that they ask me to do and i, I never want to say no i always want to be one of those guys in the hobby that's willing to help anyone and and be a part of anyone's discussions about baseball cards sports cards but when you do that much i've had people recently ask me, mike do you even have a job like do, when do you when do you sleep you know kind of stuff and i'm starting to feel it i'm not gonna lie and so hobby burnout is a real thing and i think it's not even that I necessarily want to stop buying cards right now. I'm just, I, I think slowing down is a good thing every once in a while. Sitting back, taking your time, reflecting on what's going on, and really enjoying your collection. I've done a bunch of videos about this over the years on Baseball Collector, even Bench Clear Media, but I don't know that I've done a podcast about it here on Golden Age. So, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. It's almost. I wish I had a guest today. I don't. But I, if I did, we could talk through it a little bit more and get a little bit of back and forth. But I didn't want to bring somebody on that may or may not be experiencing hobby burnout. I don't know. But it it's definitely real. And for me, I just got done with the Dallas Card Show, and that was a great experience to hang out with my friends and sell some cards from the basement collection, which is a collection I bought back in August. And it, it's just a lot. I'm just going, oh my gosh, I need to take a step back for a little bit. Um, I'm really trying to articulate my thoughts here as I'm really doing this off the cuff. I probably would have been wise to take some notes. But I wonder how other people deal with this. I used to do a thing called No Card November where every November I would just not buy any cards. And that lasted some months longer or some years longer than others. But I, I ultimately would buy a card before the end of the month was over. <clears throat> and that may be true here. I may only need a couple of weeks to kind of reset and kind of get back to where I was. I may need a couple of months. I am willing to give myself whatever time I need to kind of get over this little funk that I'm in, in terms of being frustrated with prices are still pretty high. There's still, there, there are some good deals to be had out there that that's played into it a little bit where I'm like, ugh, I don't want to pay that for this card or whatever. Um, I'm having a harder and harder time finding things that I really want in my collection. So that's certainly plays into it. And so Taking a break is one of those opportunities to just go, okay. Um, the big thing I think with hobby burnout or that can cause hobby burnout for a lot of collectors is they're having problems financially. They're having problems in their marriage. You know, the hobby's causing issues there. I'm grateful to say that's not the case with me. I'm not in any financial straits or having any problems with Julie. But I do notice that as much time as I spend on the hobby, I'm thinking if you whatever time you spend in the hobby, you're giving up time somewhere else. 
my daughter's getting married in a couple of months. I want to be a part of that process as we get closer to that, helping her out wherever I can. Uh, got some, we got holidays coming up, so there's going to be a lot of time with family. And it's just the other obligations in life that I have, you know, again, those have to take a priority. I think if you're, if your hobby is your number one priority, then maybe we need to talk about your priorities. Uh, for me, it's faith, family, work, and then everything else. And uh, hobbies are part of that, which for me includes playing golf, although I'm not right now, obviously, with my shoulder surgery recently. But golf is normally one of those things that takes a slice of that time. My uh, card hobby obviously takes a, a big chunk. and so it, to give up something else means less hobby time. And that might mean less opportunities to look for cards, which is actually, it has this alternative benefit. If I take a break from cards and not buying stuff for a little while, or just, it doesn't mean I won't create content either, but I'll get to that in a second. But taking a break from buying cards, it allows me to have more money. I'm trying to pay my, uh, mortgage on the ranch faster and pay off Julie's truck and do some other things financially. Hopefully you guys can relate to this because we all have these choices to make. And so the benefit is I can do all that instead of spending money on cards. The topic of content creation is especially on baseball collector, where that's my channel where I'm just showing off my collection, the things that I love that I enjoy. And to me, that's always been something that I did very organically. If I had stuff to do a video about, I did a video. If I didn't, I didn't. Versus a podcast format where you're kind of, at least I'm self-obligated. I feel like I'm obligated to put out a new episode every week. And that puts a little bit more pressure on me, which for, again, the last three plus years I've enjoyed. But the content creation on Baseball Collector can still continue because I can do, I have plenty of stuff no one's ever seen, uh, except for the people that have been to my house. And even then, a lot of times we don't get down into the, the deep recesses of what is my collection. And so I have so much stuff that I could talk about, teach about in terms of giving knowledge about different things that are in my collection, things that I just love. And that's the fun part about making content is as much as I'm making it for the audience, I hope people enjoy it. I hope people enjoy this podcast. If people enjoy baseball collector, whatever I do it because I enjoy doing it. And to me, a card not shown off is a, is a card wasted. It's just kind of sitting there. And so I want to make sure that stuff that I have is being looked at every once in a while. And I can, you know, get it out of the closet or out of the beast or whatever and create these showcases and all these fun things to show how the pieces of my collection fit together. And I think through that process, we learn about collectors. I know when I watch other content creators learning about the way they collect over time is pretty fun because you're like, Oh, I never knew that. So-and-so was into that. You know, I never knew that they had this piece of their collection. That's cool. That adds a whole nother dynamic to they're collecting and I, I want to be a well-rounded collector. I think that's always smart. I don't want to pigeonhole myself as Mike is the, 
this guy or he's the this guy. And, you know, I collect autographs and cards and even some memorabilia on a very small scale. But it's, I have so many things to show still. And I'm excited about being able to do that as I feel kind of led to do that. And it, oh, I, I need to show this off. This is kind of cool. And what's even funnier is I can think about one of the things that keeps me from creating other types of content in terms of showing things off is because I think, man, I've already done a video about that. Well, if I look back and when I did it, like, man, I did that five years ago. Nobody's going back and watching five-year-old baseball collector videos. You know, it's all about the here and now. And there's so much stuff in everybody's feed any given day. It's hard to keep up with that, if not impossible, much less to go back and watch an archive of videos that some content creator has put out. And so revisiting a lot of those topics that I've covered in the past now is good because not only are there a bunch of people that have probably never seen it, but I also have a different perspective now. Time has passed. Time's the most gives the wonderful gift of perspective. And so as I've changed as a collector, as I've evolved as a collector, grown as a collector, I can impart that uh, that delta, that shift maybe in how I looked at something years ago versus how I look at it now. The things I might have said about it years ago, I'll add to that now. And so that can be refreshing to do that kind of stuff. So um, I don't really know what else to say about this topic other than I would love to hear feedback from people, especially if you're watching on YouTube, you can certainly leave comments. If you are listening on podcast and don't have access to YouTube or don't want to get on YouTube, that's fine. Drop me a DM over it on uh, Instagram at baseball collector. Mike is my handle there. Would love to hear how other people have either struggled and overcome this. Uh, again, this is something that happens to me. It's, it's a cyclical thing. You know, every three or four years, I kind of go through this funk and it's kind of just, I'm, I'm used to it now. I don't like it anymore now than I did before. <laughs> I'm not one of those people that, sits around and, and feel sorry for myself either. I've got plenty of other great things to do. And again, plenty of great collection stuff to show. So I would love to hear how you guys have dealt with that. What may have caused it for you? Was there a catalyst? Was there a catalyst that got you out of it? If you have indeed come out of it, there's some people that go into a collecting funk, a blackout period, so to speak, and they never come back. They're just, they just move on to something else in their life. After 42 years, I'm pretty confident that that's not going to happen to me. But again, you don't ever know what the future holds. So that's kind of what's in store. I wanted to just share this topic, share kind of what was on my mind, share what I'm feeling, because I, I think more people can relate than, than not. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon and keep collecting.